0: On this week's episode, the next generation of video game consoles is finally here! Could Call of Duty Cold War get a cold reception, and WandaVision sets a date for Disney Plus? All this and more as we reach our next stop, the PCC Multiverse. this is gerald glassford from pop culture cosmos game source the lakers fast break and inside sports fantasy football we truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows and if you can please give us that five star review on apple Podcasts. plus if you can like share subscribe follow and hopefully in the not too distant future throw out some of those facebook gaming stars at us that would be truly appreciated want to give everybody a quick update of what's going on i've got a ton of shows that are out there right now that have recorded and interviews this week all that go ahead and check out what's going on at the lakers fast break channel four shows done by the end of the week so you got a lot of great shows there including rafael barlow from the nba draft junkies also did a championship round table that was really quite good as well the thing that i put out that I, i'm really really proud of is that's the retrospective of the lakers championship season is part one covering the first few months of the nba season for the los angeles lakers It's in conversations with some of the best ones I've had in the early days of the actual Lakers Fast Break show itself. So you want to check that out. It's all on the Lakers Fast Break channel. Chris and Dom Lardieri from Domination Sports Nation. We cover the latest info on fantasy football at Inside Sports Fantasy Football. And of course, we not only have the pop culture cosmos, you can check out with Josh and I and a ton of great stuff there, but also this week, my co-host for today, he was on with his thoughts on the call of duty series call of duty black ops cold war he did Ooh. a game source profile of that that dropped on wednesday so check that out right now on the pop culture cosmos channel as well but everyone out there he is back indeed it is the man from castle fpv on instagram follow castle fpv castle with a k fpv on instagram it is The legend returning back after hunting, like I said, somewhere in the Midwest, it is Marcus De La Garza. Marcus, great to have you back, my friend. And a big thank you to Noe and Fine, who will actually be here later on the program as well.
2: And big thank you to him, and I'm just so happy to be back again with you. Uh, It was a great time out in Montana, actually, not even the Midwest. I was out in Montana. Yeah, man, it was a great time. I look forward to breaking it down with you later at a different date
0: hunting on the pop culture cosmos i'm not sure how well that will go over but you know what you never know right here at the pop culture cosmos we but can off, always
2: do it out there know?
0: yes we could always yeah. do it off here there you go there you go but yeah. the pcs multiverse is really hot today because it is the week is finally here they're out in the wild they're well they're not floating out there too much in the wild too long because people are snapping them up they're putting them on ebay like crazy they're trying to get as much as a thousand dollars or more on them there are the Xbox Series S, the Xbox Series X, and the PlayStation 5. All three units came out this week. We've got not one, but two great interviews covering both those launches, which includes Kevin Ainsworth from Project X Talk and also George Thomas from Rebel Base Karaoke and Rebel Base on Twitch. So please, if you get a chance, catch the Project X Talk podcast and also Rebel Base on Twitch. George Thomas and Kevin Ainsworth, they're coming up later in the program to talk about the opening for each because one's a PlayStation fan and one is an Xbox fan. So you want to go ahead and hear their talks coming up in a bit. Plus, I did say Noah Ian Fine is coming back. He's coming back to go ahead and tell us his thoughts on Yakuza Like a Dragon later on in the program as well. We're also talking about when does WandaVision drop? We finally know marvel has told us they actually finished and wrapped up shooting on the series last week so this week they did announce when that's going to drop so we'll tell you later on the program call of duty cold war we not only did a game source profile this week of it but i want to ask marcus real quick a question on it coming up here in a few minutes and that is so i'm gonna let him put this in the the brain here for a second let him Mm. think about this one Mm. Why didn't the reviews drop already on Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War? We'll talk about that coming up in a sec as well. And then on the back end, we'll close out the show talking about some dramas that are really getting everybody excited on Netflix in The Queen's Gambit and The Crown. Why are people getting so excited? We'll talk about that at the back end of the show as well. But first, my friend, it is the Xbox Series X. And PlayStation 5 debuted this week. A lot of great things that are talking about I mean, the only thing that's really bad about it is the fact that because there is such a limited amount of consoles for not just one, not just two, but all four of the units involved, both PlayStation 5s, the Xbox Series S, and the Xbox Series X, there is a major issue as far as people trying to get their hands on one. And as I think you're going about to tell me, just can't do it right now.
2: You know, we talked about my strategy before today. But well, Josh just... had his
0: failed strategy too. He's He is angry and he's hot and he's going to tell you why on the Monday show.
2: This is crazy, man. I, I've never seen a, a console release like this before. I'm, I'm really looking forward to finally getting my hands on one whenever that is. It might not be until March of 2021 at this point. But you know, it'll be worth the wait for me. And I do want to say that I think that we're starting to get some early reviews on console versus console here. Have you taken the time to look at anything yet?
0: I have. It shows most of the reviews showing that PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series, depending on how you want to see it and how you want to view it, are running somewhat neck and neck. Because the PlayStation 5, while it doesn't have the overall horsepower under the hood like the Xbox does, it does have a faster SSD, and mm-hmm. it does have some benefits to it. The controller people are raving about; they've really had a great experience with the DualSense on it. So. With the Xbox series, it's all about the power, the draw distance, everything that comes up as far as the speed, the loading times. But mainly, like I said, the graphical power of it. And when you compare apples to apples, like let's say something that I know you're very interested in that you talked about on a previous Game Source profile, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. That game right now, it looks great on both. But the draw distances and the ray tracing and everything, all that, as far as where the sun comes out, and pokes over the trees and, the, you know, as far as the sunsets and the clouds and the things of that nature, everything as far as the distance, the facials, even up close as well. It's a little bit better on the Xbox right now.
2: I feel like you're just rubbing my face in it. I'm just,
0: I'm just telling you, you asked me a question. <laughs> You asked me a question. I did, I did. I'm telling did. you what I'm able to ascertain from the reviews. That's a general consensus. It's not anything specific, but you asked no, me no, no. to investigate it. I did. I did. And I'm seeing the side-by-sides, and that's what I'm able to determine, that both are really standouts over what there's currently at with the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Even the PS4 Pro doesn't stand up to the PS5, but the PS5 has its benefits but still the xbox one if you're talking about total graphical power has the nod at this point in time
2: oh absolutely and you know i'm I'm feeling a little bit salty right now just because you know i've, I've spent so many weeks now almost a month month and a half talking about how the ps5 was going to be superior here and it's uh i feel like i'm I, I just really put up a goose egg here you know looking at some of the comparison videos just today looking at things Got to watch a head-to-head for Devil May Cry 5, and this was a kind of an eye-opening experience. You know, the Xbox Series X had the edge the entire way through on the frame rate. You know, there was some a few times with the ray tracing turned to quality over performance that we saw that really big leap, uh, you know, by the PS5. But, you know, one of the big things that to the reviewers I was listening to earlier were talking about was the familiarity for the devs. You know, you've got PS4 devs that have jumped to PS5 games that are using a lot of the same tools they used while they were developing PS4 games. And for some reason, and I didn't really look into it, I didn't have the time for it, it seems like the Xbox devs are using an entirely new tool set. It kind of begs the question, how long until they start to optimize and start to be really efficient using that tool set and just blow the PS5 out of the water? The Xbox Series X has the raw power advantage. I mean, you just mentioned it. So it it really comes down to how long until the talent starts really optimizing for the hardware.
0: Let's give the PlayStation 5 some love, too, because the fact that it is leaps and bounds over what we've seen with the PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 4 Pro. And if you've got a television to support it, 4K, HDR, whole nine yards, then you're going to really see a drastic improvement over what you saw previously. And then it comes all down to the games where the PlayStation 5, The PlayStation 5 really has an advantage at this point in time because it actually has games that are specific for it, whereas the Xbox only has what's available on the Xbox Games Pass. It's like a Cash 22, my friend. I don't think you can go wrong either which way at this point in time. Most people, if they're really a hardcore gaming fan, you're going to own both at some point in time in the life cycle. I'm looking again to the left and I see all three of them the current generation that are right there. So this next generation, which is now here, it doesn't matter which one you end up getting first, you'll most likely get both. Well, and
2: I, all right, so here's what I'm really starting to wonder is, is the PlayStation 5 really becoming the social platform, social entertainment platform, whereas the Xbox is really geared more towards gamers
0: nowadays? It's not about the actual system, it's about the games pass with Xbox. Being able to go okay, ahead yeah. and play it on your mobile, being able to play on your PC. Being able... It's about the idea and concept of them becoming the video game version of Netflix and about you subscribing. Subscriptions, subscriptions, subscriptions. That's what they're really keying in on most. If you buy an Xbox, you're going off of faith that the Xbox games pass and also the entire list of now devs that now are under the Xbox wing We'll actually go ahead and produce a lot of games that'll be commensurate to what you're seeing on the PlayStation. But again, let's not sell PlayStation short. But I, I, I want to hear your final thoughts initially. I know you want to get your hands on one.
2: I'm still going to grab a PlayStation 5 at the end of the day. This is something that's just baked into my blood at, at this point. You know, I, I owned a PS2, I owned a PS3, owned a PS4. You know, I had Xboxes in, in the interim as well. And it's, I think my brain just works really well with PlayStations. It's something that it's just baked into my DNA at this point, and I'll probably end up grabbing a PlayStation 5. But like you were talking about, over the life cycle of these consoles, you know, depending on how intense I get back into gaming, this might be just one of two consoles I own.
0: The latest generation of gaming is now here. Share your thoughts, popculturecosmos at yahoo.com. My friend, before we head to the break, and George Thomas from Rebel Base talking about the PlayStation 5, And then right after that, you're going to hear from Kevin Ainsworth from Project X-Talk and Knowing and Fine on Yakuza. I want to ask you this, my friend. Call of Duty, Black Ops Cold War. It'll drop by the time people hear this. Usually, now, lately, I have to say there's been at least a couple titles that have come out and the reviews dropped the same day as the games itself. And the reviews have been pretty good. But for the most part, if you follow video game tradition, it's usually not a very good sign. And it's a very telling sign that there's something wrong there. I mean, are you still kind of nervous about that? But I know you're going to be picking up here over the weekend or the next few days. Your thoughts on Call of Duty Cold War. And could this be a sign that it may not be everything that we want it to be?
2: You know, I, I sometimes I'm not all the way in the you no know, on the press side of things when it comes to the embargoes. And so uh, I really didn't know we had an embargo going for this game up until tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern time. You know, some of the early reviews were coming out as we were coming on air. This is weird, man. I, I, I'm not expecting the world anymore. You know, based on the teaser trailers that we saw, I was really excited for this game. I'm a little bit wary now. I'm really going to sit back and kind of wait for these reviews to come out. I'm still going to buy it. You, you know I'm going to do that. And we've been talking about about this too much. I'm, I need to play that zombie I need to play the zombies gerald
0: <laughs> well that's that's the thing because it's not dropping until the last minute uh, you know it's going to be dropping by the time people hear this their already will have dropped most of them but for a game a high profile like this and you don't have the reviews in advance even it scares me it, it scares me it scares a lot of people out there i mean as you're saying there's they're only dropping right now metacritic only has one listed already one out of what, One. maybe it's, you know, 70, 80, 90, 100 that might actually end up being on there when it's all said and done. Whereas with Assassin's Creed Valhalla, they at least had a couple of days ahead of time, a couple days to look at it, pretty solid views for it. So a lot of people are enjoying it. I'm just saying right now, if you just be nervous, but I think overall Call of Duty, it's not a something that you can really mess up and be totally bad. It can be something where, okay, maybe they just don't have and put enough... Uh, you know, into it to make it different from the other versions. That's what scares me because there has been iterations in the series that have done that. But even then, you're still talking like a solid seven game that you can still go and play. It's the fact that Cold War is getting a higher level of interest. So I'm thinking that's also getting a higher level of concern.
2: Yeah, I I just really hope they didn't phone it in at the end of the day. We've had such hype for this game and, and bringing it back to the franchise. I really don't want to watch that evaporate overnight. That's
0: my concern. Well, that's my concern as well. And are you concerned out there about the not too much in advance reviews for Call of Duty Cold War, which are dropping right around now as we're speaking? So are you concerned about the reviews for Call of Duty Cold War? Share us your thoughts, popculturecosmos at yahoo.com. Well, quickly, my friend, before we go ahead to the break, I wanted to go ahead and hit you up. And on this, Disney Plus finally announced a date for WandaVision. And that's going to be on one of my daughter's birthday. That is January 15th. I want to hear your thoughts on this, my friend. It was rumored that it was going to be in December, even when it was the second Marvel series in line and then became the first series Mm -hmm. because Falcon and the Winter Soldier was pushed back. It's now the first leading Marvel series, but it's not coming until 2021. Are you surprised?
2: Not at all. I mean, this year has been the year of push timelines, right? you know pushing from december back to january 15th i'm okay with that you know as long as this is the end i'm okay with one more push timeline you know especially in the grand scheme of cyberpunk 2077 pushing there's you know <laughs> i know that we're we're going you know tv to to games but push timelines are just everywhere right now it's terrible
0: it is terrible and you know as as you and i both know cyberpunk 2077 was pushed back to december and we'll do a game source profile on that before all is said and done here on the Pop Culture Cosmos channel, but it is something that, you know, again, it's you finally have a date. Is it yeah. a little bit later than what we wanted? Of course it is, but we finally have a date. They finally have it mapped out where they want to go. It looks like it's pretty solid. So January 15th, WandaVision will debut on Disney+. I'm excited to get back into the Marvel Cinematic Universe because you have to watch it because WandaVision, the events in it, We'll lead back into the Marvel Cinematic Universe with Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So please, if you get a chance, you got to check it out in January on the 15th, WandaVision. It's going to be available, and I'm excited because, once again, we can start talking about Marvel on a week-to-week basis. What are your thoughts out there on WandaVision coming to Disney Plus on the 15th of January? Share us your thoughts, PopCultureCosmos, at Yahoo.com. Well, coming up next, it's George Thomas from Rebel Base on Twitch and Rebel Base Karaoke. He's going to be talking to PlayStation 5. Right after that, it's Kevin Ainsworth from the great podcast on Xbox Project X Talk. He's going to be talking about the Xbox Series S and Xbox Series X. And then Noah Ian Fine will be right after that reviewing Yakuza Like a Dragon. He'll share his thoughts on that. And on the back end, Marcus Taylor and I will be talking some drama. Oh, that's bad. Uh, I think I just lost all of our stations because of that. But Oh
2: man, I'm not even going to try.
0: That's, even... yes, but we'll be doing some dramas coming up at the back end of the show. This is the PCC Motivus. <laughs>
2: Please join us for the very first Indie Pods United Convention. This online event is for both new and veteran podcasters, where we will listen and learn from each other. The online Indie Pods United Convention begins on the 29th November through until the 3rd of December 2020. Featuring amazing shows and information to learn more about the great world of podcasting. For more information and to register for this unmissable event, please visit the website now. IndiePodsunited.com Indie Pods United Convention Together we listen.
3: Sponsored by Pinecast, Reset Business Consulting, the SJ Network, Rocabella, Kami, and Kelly. All
0: right, we're back with the program. It's Gerald Glass. We're coming right back at you here at the Pop Culture Cosmos. I want to thank so much everyone out there for watching and listening to us right here. But you know what week it is it is the big week for video games because the playstation 5 and the xbox series is coming out but i'm here to be talking about playstation at this point in time because i know one of the biggest playstation fans that's out there it's a good man indeed and you know what if you're ever in Vegas, you got to go ahead and check out what he's doing as far as on the scene as far as karaoke he does a great thing as far as Bars all over the place with his karaoke. He's going to talk about that and more, especially his love for the PlayStation 5, because I know he's looking forward to it this week. It is George, Thomas, and George. I remember our time when I went to go ahead and check your your awesome store out, Game Over. I remember those great days. And look how far it's come. It's come down to 4K, HDR, SSD, all this stuff that's going on. So much changed in the time I first met you.
3: I know, man. The video game's just gone ballistic. I mean, I've been in this industry, well, I previously was in the industry for at least 32 years, so I've seen every system launch, and by far, the PlayStation 5 one is the most excited I've been since the Dreamcast launch.
0: <laughs> oh, there you go. That, that's a long time right there, late 90s, so... I want to ask you this. I know that you're a big PlayStation fan, but what is about the PlayStation 5 that is really keying you in on this time around?
3: Well, I'm really excited about the the SSD loading because I have that in my PC. Very excited about that, the ray tracing. The backwards compatibility, finally, at least for the past generation, although from what I'm hearing now, it's kind of weird, but uh, I mean, we'll talk about that in a minute. It's just like a seamless transition to actual 4K gaming, as opposed to the Pro being kind of 4K gaming, which was fine. PlayStation 5 has to be super excited. Matter of fact, I'm trying to figure out how I'm getting one
0: this week. (laughs) (laughs) You and a lot of other people, because it's something that I think a lot of people are a little bit disappointed at is because the pre-order fiasco for both major companies, Microsoft and Sony, and how they've handled this release. And, and it's kind of disappointing as far as the pre-order fiascos and all that. And plus the fact that there's not going to be as many out on the street as let's say the previous generation is concerned. Cause I don't, I think because it's 2020 and all the situation that's gone on with 2020 production has not been where it's needed to be for both systems so it's going to be a little bit harder to find initially.
3: Some of their delays are kind of weird. Also, the backwards compatibility is strange, and and the fact that they don't have this is the problems I have with the PlayStation Five right now. You can't expand
0: the storage. Not hard. Yeah, that's what I heard. That's that's a kind of a downer right there for you.
3: Kind of a downer because there's not enough room on there for too many games. But they're testing the speeds of the ones that are out. Plus, they're too expensive.
0: Yeah, honestly. well, you're talking about a one terabyte system. And then let's say you want to get Cyberpunk right after in December, if it comes out, fingers comes out. crossed. Right. And that's going to take up what, probably four, 500 gigs of that storage space.
3: Where? Sure. If you want the fast load speeds.
0: Yeah. So it's like, okay, how do I manage this? You
3: can still do the external storages, but it's not yeah. going to have speed. Yeah. They're and- No load times. But you have to use it off the external, which is going to be external load times, which is going to be load times. Yeah. So- I don't know, man. I mean, but there's not that there's a lot of giant SSDs in in the first place, but I thought that the storage was bad on the PlayStation But now, I mean.
0: Well, hopefully within two or three years, you know, as we've seen each and every console cycle, that it sort of fixes itself and more options are made available to consumers that are, you know, either more attractive, that will allow them to go ahead and be able to make it a better purchase, But I know there's some games that you're excited about for the PlayStation, either now or going forward. God of War coming up next year is going to be a big thing on your
3: God of War, Spider Man. That Destruction All Stars looked pretty fun to me. And now it's going to be a free game, so I don't have to buy it. But I was going to buy that one anyway. I got to have Ratchet and Clank because that's like a staple, man. I wish they'd do another Jack and Daxter. But Ratchet and Clank, I can live with. (laughs) But yeah, definitely God of War and Ratchet and Clank because those are fantastic franchises. my multiplayer thing, I'm still playing PS4 multiplayer stuff, so I don't know what they're going to do with those. Star Wars Squadrons or For Honor or, well, Destiny to a lower extent. I know there's a new Destiny thing coming up this week. Yeah. But, you know, my multiplayer has kind of been dying down because I was really going to invest in Avengers and I'm like I think we played it. I think everybody in the community played it too much Yeah. and played it too hard, and now there's nothing to do. And I'm like, okay, this is boring.
0: That's how gamers are. We grind, and if there's no more to grind, we move on. And Square Enix, I, I put the blame squarely on them for not mapping this out a lot better and uh, not having a more fuller experience.
3: They had no room at, they were not ready.
0: Yeah, exactly. So I will tell you this, my friend. It's been great talking to you about what's going on with the PlayStation 5. But please check out George if you're here in Vegas or when you come to Vegas, Rebel Base Karaoke, you got to go ahead and check him out at one of the great places that he's at. How can people get word on where you're at as far as rebel based karaoke or anything that you're up to in the world of video games?
3: Okay, well, as far as the karaoke scene right now, you know, we're under COVID restrictions, but you can check me out on Facebook at Rebel Base karaoke. Uh, There's three sites Rebel Base karaoke, naughty karaoke, and bikini oki, the three sites that we have on Facebook for different kinds of crowds for that. And then also the other shows that I. I have a producer on uh, Admit admin vip because we do produce some actual shows like Motown and Alan New and some other things as well. That's at Admit.VIP on Facebook as well. Am I on Twitter? Yeah, I'm on Twitter. <laughs> Big G702. Just check one of those sites out. And I'm always posting what we're gonna do. We're now doing live ambient music at a couple places and I won't put them on here right now, but you know, DM me on Facebook at George B Thomas or uh, a real-based Okay, and I can tell you what's going on there. As far as video games are concerned, we still have the uh, Gamer Protection Fund that actually you guys have been handling pretty well.
0: I appreciate it. Thank you again. I wanted to make a public thank you for me to give me the opportunity to reach an even larger audience because of it, because the GPG has been so awesome as far as allowing us to do that so i cannot thank you enough for for giving us that platform
3: well you know i started when i still had the game stores and you yeah. know all this litigation against video games i'm like this is ridiculous you know so we started to kind of put it together and then you guys you know ran with which is fantastic gpg on facebook is a fantastic gamer site and i've been moving into them so we got rebel for video games we got rebel based gamers on facebook and we have rebel based on twitch we're trying to find a schedule to stream me and my son or me and my son run those and we're kind of like all over the place with it right now we're trying to find a schedule once we get more viewers then i can say we're going to do it this we're going to do this we're going to do this but it's rebel based on twitch and then rebel based gamers on facebook for the board game stuff that we're kind of covering lately
0: well that's awesome tabletop gaming is in it's something very big and I, I'm looking forward to checking you out on Twitch as well at Rebel Base on Twitch. Please check him out there and all the great things that he's up to. It is George Thomas and George rocking that mass effected drama to jacket, which I have. Which uh, GameStop sold to me for five bucks. I remember picking that yeah, up. I, mean, I was a manager
3: at GameStop when came. I was still a manager of GameStop. I was like, I gotta have that. Ah, I gotta
0: have it. It's funny because you like you said that's the one of the benefits of the fallout of Mass Effect of drama is you were able to get stuff on the cheap shortly yeah. thereafter. So, but as you can tell, we're both Mass Effect fans. We're so excited for Mass Effect Legendary oh, Edition. Gosh, can- I'm
3: so for that.
0: Spring twenty twenty one. We're hoping. I'm hoping. We're hoping. Yes. And then the year. Yes. Well, I'm, I'm hoping that it will come spring 2021 with a nice 4K update so that you can play it on PlayStation 5. I wish you much success with the PlayStation 5 and all your adventures that you're going to be taking on it. And then, of course, everything that you're doing out there on Rebel Base Karaoke and Rebel Base on Twitch. George, it's been great talking to you. I want to bring you back on again when you have more time to talk about the great world of video games or anything else you want to talk about in pop culture, you, whether it's streaming, whether it's tabletop gaming. Always great to have you on. I just It's been my honor to do that. But any last thoughts on the way out?
3: Just, hey, guys, listen. When you guys go out there trying to get your PS5s and stuff and your Xboxes, please be courteous to other people. And please understand that the people working in these places – They do not have control over their inventory. They do not have control on how many they have or how they can sell it to you. So don't be mad at them. I was one of them for a long time. Don't be mad at them. They're going to help you the best they can. And honestly, don't buy from scalpers because they're going to be available. It's just, you might not get it on launch day, but they're they're committed to putting a lot of these out, Microsoft and Sony likewise. So don't get mad and also be very careful when you're going back to your cars because there's a lot of jerks out there that you know wish people ill will and want to do bad things so if you do get one please be very careful going back to your car and be safe and please treat the workers in the, in the stores you know with respect because they're, they're trying their hardest and they got a million people just like you who want to get one too so just be nice to them
0: as someone who managed two video game sellers himself back in the day i cannot agree with you more that's extremely well said be safe everyone continued Happy gaming to you, my friend, and I look forward to bringing you back right here at the Pop Culture Cosmos. Thanks,
1: guys. Coming soon, Zero Cool Films presents action figure adventure super collector jay bartlett hits the road once again in search of action figures most iconic and noteworthy and rare figures all in the name of creating the most ultimate action figure auction ever he fronts the cash that charity benefits in the end what will he get how will he get it and how well will he do find out in 2020
0: want to go ahead and thank everybody for listening and watching us right here at the pop culture cosmos can i thank you enough for doing so it's gerald glass we're coming right back at you here now you can see me everyone out there on facebook live and also everybody out there on youtube can i thank everyone enough for watching and listening but the xbox it's also coming out this week we talked first about what's going on with playstation and how the playstation 5 is going to be out there a lot of great things are happening right now in the world of video games. It is the most important week ever for video games. And I'll tell you what, the Xbox Series S and Xbox Series X is part of that biggest week ever. And here today to talk about the Xbox is the man behind Project X Talk. You got to go ahead and look it up. Their awesome podcast is available wherever you get your podcast. has Project X Talk where they live, breathe, and hopefully not die, but maybe only in multiplayer, Xbox. It is Kevin Ainsworth. And Kevin, I want to thank you so much for being part of the show today and really just taking the time to speak to me on a very busy week for video gamers.
1: Yeah,
4: thanks for the invite. I'm really excited to talk about Xbox. Obviously, we got launched tomorrow, so I'm all pumped up for that. And I know all the Xbox gamers around the world are too.
0: Great to hear that. And the things are with the, the Xbox and the latest generation of it is I know I talked to uh, also earlier today, George Thomas, who's a big avid PlayStation fan. He talked about all the great things going on with the PlayStation 5 with the Xbox. The only thing I see as an issue is, and I know this is a concern I'm sure of yours, and I know you've talked about it on your show with Project X Talk, is the lack of launch games that are specific and exclusive to the Xbox Series X. Do you see that as a hindrance early on? Because we know they're going to make up for it. And by the time the console generation is over, four, five, six, seven years down the line, if this is going to be just another generation, there's going to be hundreds of games that are going to be specifically produced for this console. But right now, it's kind of up in the air outside of what we see with the Xbox Games Pass.
4: Right now, I think it is an issue. And I think Microsoft themselves have acknowledged that it's an issue by really stressing the fact of backwards compatibility this generation. You know, you're gonna be able to play all your backwards compatible games through all the generations when you get your Series X. They stress that they're gonna play better, double frame rates, higher resolution, automatic HDR for backwards compatibility. And these are things that on the PlayStation side, you know, we've tested Not me, myself, but they've been testing, you know, how do the backwards compatibility titles compare with the Series X and the PlayStation 5? And the backwards compatibility titles have faster loading times because they're being optimized. The PlayStation 5 isn't taking advantage of the backwards compatibility as much. And I think Xbox is really stressing that. In terms of actual launch titles, the delay of Halo Infinite, no doubt, has been a major bummer. In terms of Halo, I mean, we'll see that next year. They're having some issues over there. Launch titles, there isn't a big Xbox-specific launch title. There are mainly third parties. But the real selling point is backwards compatibility and that the games will play best on the Series X. They're really stressing the fact.
0: Plus a whole lot of faith that you're going to have in this generation for Xbox because of the fact that they're lining their ducks up in a row, so to speak, for the future of the Xbox, obviously by acquiring companies like obsidian and bethesda are the big tickets there plus mm-hmm. also asking so many of their other recent acquisitions and also acquisitions that they've had in the past whether from rare or or playground or any of those great awesome uh you know studios that they've had for a while now they're going to go ahead and up the ante on you know the games that they're bringing out to an audience. So. The fact that you're getting an Xbox now shows that not only are you interested and obviously intrigued with what the Xbox series will offer when it comes to the Xbox Games Pass, but also the hope that you have for the future with the Xbox series because the fact that they have so many game studios now that's comparable to what PlayStation can offer.
4: I think the Xbox offering right now, while it may not be where it needs to be, the future is so bright They've invested in their service, you know, Games Pass. We have every title coming day and date from the Xbox studios on that service that keep adding third parties. And the fact that they just went out and bought Zenimax that gets us Bethesda and In Exile and all these other studios that Microsoft has acquired over the years and continues to acquire because they said they're gonna acquire more studios. These are big name studios that are gonna produce big games that PlayStation players, not you know PC players, they're going to want to play. And if they're exclusive in any way to the Xbox ecosystem, then it's going to draw in more consumers to the Xbox brand. And that ultimately is what they're looking for. Phil Spencer and Microsoft, the team over there, I don't really think they care about people buying the Series X right now. They care about people subscribing to Game Pass. And I think that has been shown by the fact that they got it on... Android. They're working on getting it on iPhone. It's on PC. They're going for these large markets. They're going for the gamer, maybe not the console gamers, that decide between PlayStation and Xbox every generation. They're going for the more casual, maybe people that don't consider themselves gamers. They're trying to get them into the ecosystem and show them what Xbox has to offer.
0: And that seems to be the running theme with everybody I've spoken to on this, that it's not about the Xbox Series S or X. It's about the Games Pass. And they're trying to model it and i'm going to say at this point in time very insightfully so after streaming services like netflix amazon prime hulu disney plus things of that nature obviously to try in fact they have a just announced a cooperational effort where you get a free month of disney Mm plus if you go ahead and subscribe for xbox games pass but i wanted to go ahead and say that i see this format that they're leaning towards to. Like you said, it's not about the Xbox Series S or X per se. It's about having that type of capability, whether it's on the PC or the Xbox, to run the Xbox Games Pass, and that ultimately will be the key for their success going forward.
4: I think Game Pass is integral to their success going forward. It's such a lauded brand right already, and they continue to make it better, added more benefits, more games. You know, we got EA Play titles coming on launch day. Once they start adding their Xbox Studios games, the ones they've been working on, the ones they're currently working on, that we're going to see in the next two, three years, and and this whole generation, that is really going to drive it more. You know, if Everwild, if Elder Scrolls, if Starfield come out and they're exclusive to Xbox or the Xbox ecosystem, I should say, then that's going to drive people over there. You can't ignore good games. People bought PlayStation last generation because they have fantastic exclusives. You can only ignore good games for so long. And now that Microsoft is investing in the studios to produce those good games, we're going to see a lot more people coming over to the Xbox ecosystem.
0: If Elder Scrolls 6 stays exclusive for an extended period of time on the Xbox, that's really something right there. That's a game changer because the temptation for a series that its last iteration which is Skyrim, which was, as you and I both Mm -hmm. know, was on every conceivable (laughs) thing known to mankind, seemingly it was ported to, and earned over 35 million in sales as far as just volume. So you're taking that potential 30 to 40 million in sales as far as the volume there. And if you're committing it for an extended period of time on the Xbox series, or basically just say Xbox Games Pass, then that's a game changer and that'll get a lot of people more intrigued. And obviously for the fact that a lot of people would have to spend even a bigger amount of money on a, on a PC that could run Xbox games pass. Effectively, the enticement of the Xbox series comes even more.
4: Yeah. I mean, obviously we don't know yet if the elder scrolls and Starfield and all those Bethesda titles are going to be exclusive. I'm in the camp that you don't spend 7.5 billion to give it to everyone, whether that's a time exclusive, or it's some sort of marketing deal where Xbox gets DLC first or something along those lines. What remains to be seen, Phil and Todd Howard can't really speak to that yet because the deal hasn't closed. But in terms of Elder Scrolls, if even if they put it on PlayStation 5, say they don't keep things exclusive, that's still benefiting Microsoft. They're still getting that revenue from the PlayStation 5. So they're going to make their money back regardless. People are either going to come over or they're just going to sell it. They don't have to do either or. Phil Spencer has always been very open about he doesn't want to take things away from gamers. He wants everyone to play great games. And I think that is the fact that you said you don't have to get an Xbox. You can play it on your PC, but also you can stream it on your phone. It's easier than ever to get a game and play it anywhere you want. They've also mentioned the fact that maybe they'll have a, a sort of streaming stick that you can plug into your TV in the future. These are options that they're exploring and they're bringing to life for people that might not have the income to spend on a console, that might not want to you know, leave the PlayStation ecosystem, but they're really interested in what Xbox has going on. These now have the option over there, and I think that is invaluable to the Xbox brand.
0: It's so funny because you said a streaming stick. I would not put that out of the realm of possibility. Obviously, with Google, no, they haven't done a great job with Stadia, and I don't think they're going to brag about Stadia sales anytime soon. In fact, I I don't know if the existence of that will be a whole lot longer, but I do think that the Chromecast has been a decent thing for them. Amazon Fire has done great with Mm -hmm. that the Roku has done a really solid job. So we'll see. That's an obviously a, something there that you could go ahead and do. If you could put that technology where you can get any type of the quality that you could on, let's say, like you said, your phones, your PCs, or your Xbox Series, that could be something that also could be a game changer as well for Xbox Games Pass. Because let's put this out there again. It's not about the Xbox Series, I think. It's just about Xbox Games Pass and making it more accessible to a community out there. But I I want to ask you this real quick, the GameStop deal that they Mm -hmm. made, which was almost under the radar, but that was a very interesting deal per se. Tell me your thoughts on this. It's a promotional deal. It's a tie-in with GameStop. It also leads to like a funneling of profits here and there Mm -hmm. as far as percentages, a little bit more Xbox way. It was very interesting about how it's laid out and how it was worded at the time that they went ahead and made the agreement. Yeah,
4: so me and my co-host actually touched on this on uh, one of our early episodes of Project X Talk when they first announced the deal. In terms of what it means for Xbox and GameStop, initially it looked like it was more, didn't mean much for Xbox. It looked more like it was Microsoft coming in to help GameStop, a failing business, really supply them with the things they need to improve their business. You know, they were all going to the Teams, they were gonna be able to use their infrastructure to, for e-commerce to be like, instead of calling up other GameStops and asking if they have stock, they can look online real time, see what the stock of every GameStop in the area is to help customers, to drive better sales, to have a better customer experience in the store. And then it got revealed that, hey, there's actually, a, there's actually some benefit for Microsoft in this. They get a kickback essentially for every Xbox console that GameStop sells. Now, whether this is tied to like the serial number of the console or how this exactly works, I'm not sure. But it certainly creates a I don't know if it's a dilemma, but it it creates a a thought in, in GameStop's mind where, hey, if a parent, if a grandparent comes in and asks their kid, you know, I'm looking for a console for little Jimmy for Christmas. What do you guys recommend? GameStop is now in a position to recommend Xbox over PlayStation because it's going to help their company. They're going to get money in return for that. So I think that creates a really interesting dynamic. I don't know if it's going to play out that way. I, every GameStop I've been to, it, they don't really take sides like that. They're pretty pro, uh, pro choice, but in terms of this deal, it certainly could lead to something along those lines.
0: If it becomes like their circle of life program or part of it, then all bets are off because then a lot of the employees will feel like it's forced upon them. Mm -hmm. And you sense that as a customer. And I know the the Circle of Life program, as you know, uh, know, has been a source of uh, obviously their revenue, but it's also been a source of a lot of customer angst over the years. So it leads to that kind of divide customers will have as far as GameStop is concerned. But you're right. It is about money. And if it's financially incentivized for GameStop to do so, that might be an ultimately what happens is they're going to ask their associates to you need to start leaning a little bit if you've got a customer like you said that's on the fence you lean one way or the other you got to lean them toward the xbox that might not be out of the realm of possibility although it could be more subtle things and i think it's going to be more subtle things like who's going to get the front part of their gamestop ads Mm -hmm. it's going to be more xbox who's going to get some more as far as the gamestop deals or promotions it's going to probably be more related to xbox that's, I understand. That's obviously what it deal's about, but it could be down to the point where like you're talking about as far as that influence comes in and being, I don't want to say forced to, but strongly urged as employees to go ahead and lean one way or another.
4: Yeah, I'm wary of the fact that we might get to a point where someone comes in and tries to buy a used console per se. Like say they come in and they're going to check out a PlayStation 4 used console They're one of the gamers that don't upgrade automatically. They're always a generation behind because they don't have the income. So they wait for things to drop. Well, now we have the all access program through Xbox where you can pay a monthly payment. So do they, instead of saying, hey, instead of buying this whole console right now, even though it's used, you can get the Xbox Series S or X all access for $25 a month. Do they push that as a more budget friendly idea for these type of people just so they can get a kickback?
0: Very interesting indeed. We'll see how it plays out, and it is out this week. It is going to be the Xbox Series S at two ninety nine, and the Xbox Series X at four ninety nine. Kevin's always going to get his hands on one. But before we go head on out, my friend, I wanted to ask you this: Project X Talk is mm-hmm. your podcast that's available now wherever you get your podcast. I've gone ahead and said great things about it. Like I said, if you're an Xbox fan like I am, and I'm also a PlayStation fan, and whatnot, but I do love Xbox and I have trended towards it over the course of my lifetime. I wanna ask you this, I want you to do the hard sell. So tell the people out there why they need to go ahead and check out your awesome show, Project X-Talk.
4: In simple terms, it's for gamers that love the Xbox brand, just goofing around, having a good time, but reporting the news that you care about for your brand, for your Xbox ecosystem. We're there every week. We're gonna talk about the biggest news in Xbox. We're gonna have some fun with it. We just made our top 10 Xbox One game list of this generation, very controversial. I highly recommend you check it out. But we just like to have fun. You know, We're not media experts. We're not in the games media space. We're regular gamers giving our opinions, giving our thoughts on the breaking news, on the games we're playing. We're just trying to be relatable to everyone else and hopefully they enjoy that and they can come Check out our podcasts and converse with us in the comments, on Twitter. We love talking to anyone, getting their thoughts on games and, and the community.
0: Once again, that's Project X Talk. You got to go ahead and check out Kevin and the whole gang at Project X Talk today, wherever you get your podcasts. You want to go ahead and check it out today, Project X Talk. Well, Kevin, it's been great talking about your Xbox. I'll tell you what, if you get a chance in the next couple of months or so, pop on by. I'd love to get you back on talking about your early experiences with the Xbox series and see if it's meeting up to your expectations and where it will go from there. The door's open for you, my friend, right here at the Pop Culture Cosmos.
4: Thank you for having me, and I would love to come back, so I will definitely uh, take you up on that offer in the near future.
0: Well, again, Kevin, it's great having you on, and I look forward to bringing you back on right here at the Pop Culture Cosmos.
1: and some highly collectible offerings, too. So pick up a few games today at Retro City Games in Town Square on Las Vegas Boulevard or in Henderson, Nevada. Retro City Games is your video
0: game metropolis. And look who we have here right now to go ahead and talk about Yakuza Like a Dragon. It's none other than my good friend. He is the man behind Hunnic Queen and the Hunnic Outcast. You got to go ahead and check him out today on Facebook at the Hunnic Outcast and of course Hunnic Ween as well. It is my good friend indeed. It is Noah Ian Fine and Noah and I told you when you got your hands finally on the North American version, at least one of them of Yakuza Like a Dragon, you would have some time to talk about it. But The floor is yours right now. What are your thoughts on Yakuza Like a Dragon?
5: Well, again, thank you for having me on and second of all. This game lives up to the hype. It's a very nice Passing of the Torch. It's not a reboot. It's not a remaster. It's not a requel. It's another sequel to the Yakuza series. But again, back in 2015-16, after the 10th anniversary of the Yakuza series from PlayStation 2 onward, Sega decided to retire its previous protagonist, Kiru. And they'll, they have a new character... Ichiban, and he seems to be a lot more relatable because he's a guy in his 40s who enjoyed playing Dragon Quest, and his dream really was to be an actual hero. The story I'm sure you've heard a lot, because this game did come back in discussions in June, even though the game was released in Japan in January, and we got wind of it in June to September, and there seems to be rumblings about the whole combat system. story is very simple. You have Ichiban, who was asked by his boss to take the fall for a murder charge because the captain of the Arakana family murdered someone from a rival family, and they were afraid that if the captain went to prison, the Akawa family would be banished from the Akusa. So Ichi goes in, he comes out 18 years later, and it turns out that the Tojo clan, that if you've played the series of games, was a huge deal because... Kiro was the fourth chairman, the Tojo clan is finally no more. Their rivals, the OE Alliance, reign supreme in Japan. And Ichiban has been betrayed and shot by his boss in an American version, and the English dubbing is voiced by George Takei, oh my. And Ichi is now left for dead in Yokohama. And he's befriended by a homeless person, as well as a ex-detective that was one year away from retirement, as well as a hostess that her twin sister was trying to help her father, uh, was also betrayed by the Okuza. And during the 45, 50 hours of main storyline, you're going to find out why Ichiban was betrayed, why the Tojo clan is no more as well as taking down both the Chinese and Korean mafia, as far as I know. I mean, when you got a demo for this game, because again, I got a Japanese account and I got the demo, you had chapter four and that was 10 hours in itself because as any Okuza gamer knows, there's the main story and there's a lot of sub-stories and that could take up a lot of time. But the combat is turn-based RPG for the first time mainly because the developers wanted to try something different. And I think they felt that since Dragon Quest three and Dragon Quest was, was bigger in Japan before it came here. A lot of JRPGs happened. Persona, Final Fantasy, and Dragon Quest. Although here I think it was Dragon Warrior before it finally became Dragon Quest. This new combat system, I have to be honest with you, is a lot easier to use because when I use the action combat for Kiru, it was a lot of button mashing, but the problem also was on how to have your character face your opponent. Because if you overpowered your character, because it was an action RPG, so you still got experience points to level up your character, but your opponents could be a little bit more powerful than you, and they spend a lot of time blocking. So it was very hard to keep punching and kicking before you can break their block, or they had an open area that you can punch and kick them, and it got a little frustrating. The turn-based RPG gives you more of a chance to breathe and get a better strategy on how to fight your characters. They're still punching and kicking, but it's turn-based RPG rules. What's great about this, though, it's not four guys on one side and four guys on another side. It's a 3D turn-based RPG. You could have your opponent on the lower left-hand side, and you could have members on your team on the upper right hand side. It's all about highlighting which character and what attack or special attack you wanna perform. And if you try to attack a character in the lower left that's injured, but you have somebody who can move automatically on the upper right, if you try to cut through, the opponent will knock you down. Or if an opponent is in front of an inanimate object, you can run up and still do the attack But you also automatically pick up that object, hit the person, and continue to do whatever attack you decided to do.
0: All right, right, my friend. That sounds like an awesome game. There's just so much to talk about. You can go on and on and on and on. I know. I know. You're so excited about it. So, really, let's wrap this up. Okay, so the bottom line is right now, there's 15 chapters. Okay. I'm going on five.
5: Okay. So, this game is, again, the main story is about 45 to 50 hours. Okay. And I'm down to God knows how many. The bottom line is this. This game will take up a lot of your time, but it's definitely all in all, this is a a 9.5 out of 10. There's some downloadable content. There's a lot of content in this game with the mini games, the main story, the sub stories, which I didn't really get to go into, but there's always something to do that this is definitely going to be worth your $59 or 9,500 yen, which it was in Japan. Trust me, it's all worth it. Definitely. This, this is probably going to make game of the year at least, or at least the PlayStation's greatest
0: hits. Yakuza Like a Dragon. It is out now on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X and S. You do have to go ahead and wait for the PlayStation 5 version. That's coming out in a time release in 2021, but all the others are right now available. You heard the glowing review from Noe and Fine from Honey Queen and the Hunnic Outcast. Please check out his awesome Facebook pages today. And it looks like that you've had a great time with Yakuza Like a Dragon. And I cannot thank you enough for taking the time for stopping by to talk yakuza one more time and i look forward to bringing you back again real soon right here on the pop culture cosmos
1: you're listening to the pop culture cosmos
0: and we're back with the show he's still laughing he's been laughing through the entire interviews it is marcus de la garza that we did he's been laughing at my british accent or my horrible british accent but I do want to thank everybody for tuning into the show and, and want to thank so much George Thomas from Rebel Base Karaoke and also as well Rebel Base on Twitch with him and his son and also Kevin Ainsworth from Project X Talk. You want to go ahead and check out an Xbox podcast for you at Project X Talk, wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, Noe and Fine at Honey I know he'll be back on very soon as well. Well, my friend, before we head on out, the Queen's Gambit and the Crown. On Netflix. That wasn't too bad right there. But no, I that was great. You, that was great, man. <laughs> I want to ask you this, my friend. They are, especially with the Queen's Gambit, which is a really just some wild stuff going on. She's a chess master. She's super intelligent. Just she's rocking the house, and people are loving it on Netflix. In fact, it has been the most popular show on Netflix for the past two weeks. And The Crown, which has all these great British actors, you look at the lineup on it, it's just amazing, and you know all of them love it when they say, you know what, hey, do you want to play Royal? And they all just jumped at it. Because everybody seems to have a fascination with the Royals, even here in the States. But The Crown is available now on Netflix and a lot of people are, are really getting into it. But I want to hear your thoughts before we head on out, my friend, why are these two shows just getting over so well? I mean, I know a lot of people here in the States have enjoyed dramas before, but man, these two shows are really going off on Netflix.
2: You know, being out in the middle of nowhere for the last week and a half, two weeks, I've missed out on the Queen's Gambit hype, but we're getting caught up this week. I'm really excited to keep pushing through some of these episodes. I really didn't see this being as great as it was going to be, and it looks like uh, I really underestimated this title.
0: She's a morphine addict and all this other stuff that's going on. I'm like, wow, that's just one heck of a story going on right there. And people are going crazy over it on social media. And that is The Queen's Gambit. And that is really, really popular right now. And The Crown is not too far behind. And just tell you what, my friend, it just shows you the fascination that we over here in the States have an appreciation for when it comes to great dramas And it seems like it's going to be just that for a little while longer with The Queen's Gambit and The Crown on Netflix.
2: Absolutely. The Crown is uh, becoming a quick favorite in this household. We blew through the first three seasons. Really looking forward to season four here.
0: What are your thoughts out there on The Crown and The Queen's Gambit on Netflix? Share us your thoughts. PopCultureCosmos at Yahoo.com. And please, no comments on how bad my British accent is. I know it's horrible. I know it's horrible. And my apologies once again to everyone out there in the UK. I've got much love for you and appreciate all the stations out there that play us. And cannot thank you enough for doing so. You can laugh at me all you want because I get laughed at all the time right here on the show. But again, that was my poor attempt at a British accent. But I want to thank everyone for enduring it on today's program. But my friend, Mr. Marcus de la Garza, it's been great having you on the show once again. Back in the big chair. Looking for our time that we're going to all spend together, and hopefully, a lot of guests as well, at IndiePods United, which you need to check out if you like podcasts or you want to make one or you do have one. Five days, we're starting the 29th. Go ahead and sign up today at IndiePodsUnited.com. Just $10. We're going to be part of it on the 29th, noon Eastern time. But are you excited to be now a part of IndiePods United?
2: absolutely man this is going to be a great time i uh, am really looking forward to this i think you said we got a 30 minute show and i'm happy to just talk to people it's one of my favorite things to do
0: all right my friend it's been a great episode i cannot thank you enough for being part of it but any last thoughts on the way out and i'm sure it's going to be something to do with playstation 5 and not my british accent
2: we'll see if i can get my hands on a console and if i do you guys are all going to hear about
0: it. Well, Josh on Monday may blow your eardrums out with his angst in regards to the situation with the Xbox series. And plus, we're also going to be having a interview with actress Shannon Wilson. Ben Arno from Smoking Hot Confessions is going to drop a quick recipe barbecue style for us. And go ahead, another Black Friday ad we'll cover. Ooh, and you yeah. know what? Next Friday, we'll go ahead and cover some Black Friday tips for everyone out there as well. Yes. All I'm right. in on that. Yes, and all in on that myself as well. So for Marcus de la Gaza, this is Jared Glassford. It's another beautiful day in paradise right here in the PCC multiverse. We thank you for listening, especially to my really bad British accent. And here's hoping you have yourself a great day.